What up, what up? I want to welcome you back to the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. This is the B-side of the conversation if you all just heard in episode 48, so we're literally picking up from where we left off. Hope y'all enjoy. Stay some peace. No one is running a monopoly in the sense department. Mm. So what does that mean? She used to say, well, Pooh, it's a whole bunch of folks out here that's quote unquote not normal. Mm-hmm. You know, who defined what normal is? Mm-hmm. Normal is a social construct yet again. Because mm-hmm. he has norms that he's saying, oh, I don't fit into this. Mm-hmm. So I'm not normal. What he's really saying is, I'm abnormal. Mm-hmm. And, and by abnormal, something's wrong with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage you as his dad, because my dad did this for me. Mm-hmm. Don't let him take his confidence. No, you're not normal. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Continue to not be normal. Mm-hmm. Continue. When I got fired from a job, my dad said, You better not let them take your confidence. Don't walk out there thinking that you couldn't do the job, that you was doing something so bad. Your son need to walk out of school every day and know when he come home and he'll talk to daddy, it's going to be all right. Nah, you know what? I could have done things a little different, but I ain't no worse than nobody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't no better, but I ain't no worse. Mm-hmm. And that's what he have to know. But it's going to be hard because he got to get this message in my mind. Over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that's probably not best for the. No, you good. Um, but he got to get this message repeatedly because he's getting the message that he's abnormal repeatedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. you got to think if he come if he came home he got that message twenty times. Mm-hmm. So I got to give him at least ten times to try to counteract it. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle. It shouldn't have to be that way. Shouldn't have to be, shouldn't that, have way. To be that way. But we get this from our own. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna I'm let because we are vul- I'm vulnerable with my information. My wife looked at me funny one day because the other day because I wore a nose ring to work. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. It's a little depending different. on where you work. Is mm-hmm. it a corporate environment? I work for the school district. Oh, school district. Okay. Well, that's a little free. At the central no, office. very corporate. Oh, central office. Yeah. Oh. I work at the central office. Okay. The there are several other people with nose rings. Mm-hmm. Women, primarily. Or white guys. Okay. When he said nose ring, he went with the septum. I, yeah, the I septum. I get septum. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've been an employee of the district five years. Mm-hmm. And I even thought about it when I wore it. I was like, man, you know, you probably don't, I don't know if you need to wear that. Like, they, they might look at you funny. But I wore it anyway. Yeah. I needed to do that for my own personal thinking. But why? Why do my wife, why did my wife feel like maybe that's not such a great idea? Why did I tell you that I didn't think it was a great idea? Because of where we are in the district right now and the, and the uncertainty with which um, the uncertainty surrounding budgets. That's season. not why I said it. Why, why did I say? What I did, said I felt like you was just doing it for attention. Oh, you felt like I was just doing it for attention. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did. Why did you feel that way? Because you don't have your nose pierced. So why else would you be wearing it? Why do I have to be, why do I have to be seeking attention just because I didn't want to get a hole in my nose? 
So why would you wear a fake nose ring if not for attention? Because I like the style of it. The same reason we I wear a red shirt. The same reason I would for, wear for an expression of who I am. Like it ain't it. What do you have your nose ring in for attention? It's a sign of my expression. Yes, it's for attention. It's different. It's meant to be. To me, it's on purpose because I know that the the school that I'm in and that the, the the politics say we can't be professional and I still can't have my nose pierced. And I can't wear it for the same reason. I didn't say that's not the reason why you said you wore it. That's why I asked. I didn't look at you funny. I just said, Why did you wear it? Had you said that, then it wouldn't have been no further thing. What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> it wasn't that important to me. I didn't remember. But that's why I asked. So you shared that to say I I somehow lowered your confidence. That's no. what you were leading to. You were talking about confidence. No, that's not what I was going to say. Ah, okay. That's not what I was going to say is that we are impacted by society's standards on how we should show up. That's that's all I'm saying. That you're, you were concerned. I was curious. wasn't concerned. It was felt curious. like concern. Oh. But you were curious. And so my, my... You did say you didn't think it was a good idea. Okay. But this ain't this ain't for the podcast, but it's, but it's but it's the truth. Like we dealing with this, we dealing with this, and as a black man, I don't get to just say, "Let me defy the norm." Word. Let 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 me. We go gotta we we gotta think twice about. Mm-hmm. Typically, I and mean, the, and this and, and also and also we're, all, we're also as well, coming right? at this from being in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Now we're in a different part of the country where we're not outnumbered. Oh. And not stereotyped, and we're just we are the people. Then we don't have to think twice about if it. If I was in the South, my mama would have asked me, "What way you think you're going with that to work?" <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but certain parts of the South, if you in a like a metropolis, not metropolitan area, yeah. that's acceptable. Yeah, I mean that's the least of mm-hmm. what's going on in a professional workplace. You know yeah. what I mean? So it just depends on where you at. Toxic masculinity too. Like in the South, people would have been like, "Man, what's you?" you are, are you? I don't know. The South is fluid right now, bro. It's moving that way. It's fluid. Yeah. Okay. It's fluid, man. I was I was in Houston for a while, man. It's it's it's, it's fluid, bro. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh man. Low low too. Work work. <laughs> um. On another note, though, so I want to get into some other things that you're doing outside of school. For sure. Okay. So. Uh, I've been seeing this on Instagram. What's Black up? Voices PDX. Yo. Tell us what's going on with that. What you, what's your involvement? You know, what's yeah. what's it all about? Black Voices. Um, so that's another um that speaks to more of the community and classroom arm of my philosophy. Okay. Um, so last year, um well, my first year in the classroom, um, I partnered with Black Parent Initiative to begin teaching and facilitating their black uh, their parent university courses. Okay. And the parent university courses are for parents who've maybe lost their children or for mm. parents who are um, needing to find access back onto the campuses that serve their children. Okay. And so oftentimes what we ended up, what we end up seeing as educators is we see um, this philosophy that I drop my kids off at school and then I pick them up and that's the end of the school community relationship. Mm. So BPI um, having this arm of their, of their organization really focused on parents' advocacy, mm-hmm. as you know, is right up my alley. Yep. Um, and so when I first started teaching these classes, I went to the, the 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 executive director at the time and was just, you know, feeling like, man, I, I, I can't teach these classes. I don't have children of my own. I'm a new teacher in the classroom. How on earth can I teach a parent course mm-hmm. um, to other parents who are 
getting hours up to gain their children back or um, just wanting to know more about the district. Like, how could I do that? And one of the things that um, I, I was, was told was, you know, kind of mentored into this, this, this concept of facilitating these courses was, man, as an educator, do you know how delicious of a spot it is for you as a teacher to be in a room with parents and the parents asking questions that all parents want teachers to know and the teacher having an opportunity, the, the uh, train is getting ready to go by. It's all good. I got a train right by my house okay, too. Cool. So. Um, and so I, I, they were like, man, that's such a delicious spot to be in where uh, parents get to tell teachers what they want you all teachers to know and you as a teacher getting an opportunity to 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 shed light on what all teachers wish parents knew Mm -hmm. um and so it kind of just grew from there Mm -hmm. um and i he would come with me and i would facilitate the courses and he would come and always be a a, a resource and a support Mm -hmm. um and, and what it evolved into was we first set of classes we talked a little bit about referrals and report cards so like parents would bring the report cards in and we'd go through it line by line and I'd help them craft an email to respond to the, to the teacher in the room mm-hmm. um, we looked at referrals and so we'd look at stage one stage two and stage three and we'd look at whatever kind of plan that the principal or, or teachers had put in place mm-hmm. to reintroduce that student back into the population of kids it sounds a lot like prison because it is <laughs> um, reintroduce back to the population right because that's, that's called probation right word, that, that's, that's solitary that confinement and then I gotta reintroduce you wow. into the right so we're conditioned our children to that deficit model that's mm. that's the conditioning and the structure um, we would also look at like IEPs and 504 plans so I help I go through these different documents with, with parents to help them understand what accommodations their teachers should be making mm-hmm. how they can hold their teachers accountable to the, the number of minutes a student should have in certain in certain areas mm-hmm. um, we would look at hierarchy of the district so if your teachers not giving you the type of response they need then we move up to the principal and if the principal's not we move up to the senior director and if the senior director's not we move up to the superintendent a lot of parents don't know that that structure exists and don't feel empowered to reach out to that structure when things go awry for instance instead of talking to the structure you just decided to pull your student out not saying that you didn't do the other part first but oftentimes we just go protect mode when really you are our best asset, you are my customer. Mm-hmm. Your, your tax dollars pays my salary. Mm-hmm. My job is to make sure that you believe and the community believes that the education that your child is receiving in my care is the best that I could possibly provide. Mm-hmm. Who's holding me accountable to that if not you? Mm. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we pull our children. The climate at CG stays the same. Nobody is none the wiser. No mm-hmm. one learns. Mm-hmm. No one sees the exceptionality of this black child because now I don't have to deal with him anymore. And his uniqueness is gone. So my climate can persist without him there. Mm. What I did was I just removed the, the, the climate instead of making the climate fit my child and teaching him. This is how you demand for the, the culture to 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 embrace your uniqueness or your exceptionality. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for an eight-year-old. So it's I'm, a lot. I, and I'm not asking you to do that. Yeah. But what I wish, this is why those classes existed, is so that we could sit around the table mm-hmm. and figure out, not at eight years old, but maybe at 16, maybe at 11 years old, where the stakes are are really high, right? Because mm-hmm. this is a system that we're built on top of each other and, mm-hmm. and helping these parents navigate. Yeah. Um, what came of that last year, so these parents began moving with with me through these courses. After a while, talking about report cards and referrals, they had already done it. We did one on communication and stress and, and what goes on in this house stays in this house. We talked about trauma and abuse. 
Then we started getting into the good stuff where Ezell and I rolled out our, our credit scores and rolled out our credit history and showed them how to go through line by line and get rid of some things and mm-hmm. talked about home ownership. I mean, we just were growing with each other. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we got to the place as a group, as a family, as a, as a community of learners together we realized civically we just weren't quite not as engaged that this political language was ambiguous and not something that we had access to Mm -hmm. and so what we decided Mm -hmm. to do was put together a candidates forum we did it last year for the school board zone four Mm -hmm. which was jamila singleton munson and rita moore um and, and why we did that was because jamila singleton munson was a woman of color we had never seen a woman of color run for the school board in our in our knowledge doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they hadn't run. It meant right. that within our knowledge of us having children in the, in the system at the time, yeah. we just hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to just automatically vote for her because she was black. So I said, well, I don't know who to vote for. Do you? My parents were like, well, we didn't even know that there were school board elections. We just thought that that was an appointed position. And I said, we got to do some more research, y'all. I didn't know. Right? <laughs> I did and not. And there know. are different zones. So you only get to vote for the zone in which you live in. When... Is it well, something they just sent out in the mail? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. They get to vote. Uh, I believe, let me make sure that this is right. They can only run in the zone that they live in. Right. But you get to vote mm-hmm. in the zone that you live in, I believe. Okay. I believe that's how that works. Yeah. Um, so Ramita, Rita Moore and Jamila Singleton Munson is North Portland. That's a North Portland zone. So we didn't necessarily get to vote in the election, mm-hmm. but it was super important that we created a space for the sister to come forward and say, here's who I am. Here's why I'm running for the school board. But it was also a, a double duty for us to be able to learn what the zones were, who was running for different zones, whose seat was up when. Mm-hmm. And it became this amazing event. So we put on the Black Voice, Black Voices Candidates Forum last year for that school board mm-hmm. election. And it just was a little larger than I think we initially anticipated. Yeah. Um, the That's news a good came thing, out, right? which was a great thing. Yeah. We realized, what we realized was there was a lane. Yes. We weren't the only ones who didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we weren't the only ones who were screaming and craving for this information. Mm-hmm. And so that... You know, once you once we're learning together and we create something great together, then it's always like, okay, well, what's next, right? And mm-hmm. so this year, um, Multnomah County Commission uh, District Two and City Council Commissioner Position Three are both available, mm-hmm. um, and and so we are hosting another candidates forum together with the same parents. Okay, um, we created Black Voices as just a community organization, mm-hmm. and they are part of the steering committee, um, and so we've reached out to the candidates, and and we're gonna. We're going to try our thumb at another candidate's form and hoping that this one um, uh, can be more of voter education. So I've, I've designed a packet of information that mm-hmm. has a, a brief bio about each candidate. But more so, we were wanting folks to, what we're wanting folks to take from it is here is what the city's, you know, Portland, city of Portland's commission form of government is. Mm-hmm. So the city of Portland has a commission form of government. Sherwood might have a different type of government structure. Salem will have a different government structure, but each city picks how they're going to have, how they're going to um, legislate and, and, and conduct business as a, as a, as a city. So our county has a county commit. We have a county for county commissioners. Um, and then we have city council commissioners. So even though they're both commissioners, One's for the county, one, one set is for the county, and one set's for the, for the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know that. So this, yeah. this, this particular candidate's forum, we've decided as a steering committee, is not only um, to amplify the voices in the black community, which is what black voices means, mm-hmm. uh, but also make sure that our voter, voter education is up so we know when to register, we know how 
the election, because this is just a primary election. Mm-hmm. The November election is the big election. It's a real one. So mm-hmm. of the candidates that are running, whoever gets the top two percentage of votes will move on to the to the main election in November. That's important information to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important to know which commissioner in the county is in your district. Um, and, it, and then it's important to know that the city commissioners are citywide, so everybody gets to vote for those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just, we sit together, we plan together, and, and our goal is literally just how do we make this language that is so ambiguous, this political language that is so hard to understand and so hard to find access to, how do we to digest that as a steering committee, and how do we make sure that we present that information um, in bite-sized, edible pieces for our community? Not that we're unintelligent, we're busy, we're holding multiple jobs and multiple balloons. At one time, we're juggling multiple things. And so this candidate's forum is our one-stop shop. You mm. can come and get voter education. You can come and hear from your candidates. It'll be free food, free child care. Um, in the community, it'll be at Maranatha at a, at a community location. Okay. Um, and so we just free hoping... Free at the church. I was on Free church, yeah. yeah. So we just, you know, just... That's that whole idea around civic engagement. My students are helping plan it as well. Mm-hmm. So I providing a bus for them to be able to come and participate um, so that they understand our motto in class, another motto, is uh, we are tired of things being done to us. We want and demand for things to be done with us. Word. And the only way to do that is to become aware of the issues of the day so that I can be at the table. Word. So it's at Maranatha. It's at Maranatha. The date? It is Saturday, March 24th. March 24th. It starts at 10 a.m. From 10 to 11.30 will be the county portion. That'll be moderated by... Um, uh, Miss Shabri Vickers, uh, she just confirmed. So I didn't know super, she was doing that. Yeah, okay. I'm super grateful, yeah. super glad to have that excellence on the on the roster. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take a short intermission from 11:30 to noon, and then we'll come back from noon to 1:30 and have the city council portion, which is moderated by uh, City of Portland's very own Black Male Achievement Coordinator C.J. Robbins, mm-hmm. um, dynamic powerhouse of a guy. Super glad to have him on the roster. Um, I'm super excited. We got Man. a question form floating around there where people can ask questions. Um, and we really just want to amplify the black voice. We really want collectively us to be able to to make sure that these candidates speak to how are you going to um, impact change um, in structures that mean the most to us, health care, um, rent control, and, and this whole idea around tenants. Man, hmm. housing is a really huge issue. Um, the children's levy. There's a lot of stuff going on. Ageism. Um, our elders have a couple of questions for how we're going to make sure that our elders, our seniors are taken care of. Man, so, man, yeah. Man. I'm doing a lot. No, um, you're making it happen. <laughs> and uh, that's... Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to put all this stuff in the show notes, y'all. So, if y'all sure. didn't write down everything, Appreciate it will be it. in the notes for the podcast. Yeah, and if you want to help, this is an all-hands-on-deck organization. Yeah, let me know how I can fit in. Um, we'd really. love to have you there. Maybe podcast, maybe podcast live yeah. I don't know no, I'm with it whatever I'm gonna um, be in the building for and sure. I want you to meet my babies I'm hoping all my babies can come yeah. they are so excited yeah. they are they feeling like oh, they've done this is what it's about though mm. as a teacher man I was telling somebody man like there is no greater gift there is there is no greater place than being at a spot with a child and you see the light bulb come on mm. like cause you know that they are no longer the same, that that piece of information that they just got, whatever learning that just took place, yeah. it changes the trajectory of who they are. Mm. You got to be there for that. 
That's like with you and your son. Oh yeah. You get to you benefit from seeing him experience things for the first time. Yeah. He'll never know until he has his own children what that's what that's like. Mm-hmm. But you feel this gift, this honor of being able to introduce him to something for the first time. And as a I'm not my student's parent. Mm-hmm. So I feel even more powered, empowered and honored to be able to 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 facilitate care in such a way that that it changes who they are. Mm. That's a it's it's powerful. That's a huge mm-hmm. responsibility. I, I I am it keeps me on my knees. Man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every day on my way to work, I, I say a quick prayer like, "Lord, mm-hmm. help me be an ambassador today. Mm-hmm. Help me, you know, deal with a, in, in with myself in a way that does not further harm children." Word. And that's one of the things that I wish as educators we talked a little bit more about was our own trauma that we take into the classroom. Mm. I'm dealing with the grief of of a brother. Yeah. I show I show up traumatized. Mm-hmm. I show up triggered. Mm. Some days I take that out on my students. And if we hadn't developed and built a community in a classroom, then they couldn't hold me accountable. Sometimes they come to me and be like, "Ms. Watson, that was real tough. Are mm-hmm. you having a grief day?" Mm. I'd be like, "Yeah, baby, it's my it's anniversary is coming up in March." Sometimes I'll hear my students be like, "She didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. It's just a grief day. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamar's anniversary is coming up." Wow, There's nothing more powerful yeah. than my 11 year olds holding space for me. Yeah, like I hold space for them. Word. And we're not perfect. We get it in. I thump upside their heads. Mm-hmm. They roll around the floor. But mm-hmm. um, but y'all got that relationship, though. man. That's what it's about. Them is my babies. Yeah, them is my yeah my babies. So so speaking of yeah those light bulb moments. Okay. When you just, See your kid get it or just like you know that you made an impact on them that's gonna last them a lifetime. Yeah. I took my family to see Black Panther this week. Oh, oh Lord. Oh my goodness. I mean, honestly, I was more excited than my son. I bet. He didn't my know daughter's what was three coming. years old. She don't know what's she going don't know on. Yet. She don't know. But man, I'm I'm just I feel blessed to be able to be with them. Yeah. Cause this is it was huge. I mean, this is changing society. Yeah. Changing black folks in America yeah. and around the world. Like, to yeah. be able to aspire to something right. that we have never seen. Right. But we created something that could be, mm-hmm. something that should be. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it hasn't been. Yeah. But it's attainable. But it's attainable. It's attainable. And, and I don't think it's really sad with my son. You know what I mean? Yeah. But nah. I know... The seed. The seed is there, <laughs> and I'm and we were able to witness this history together. together. This is histo- it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to change Hollywood. I hope we and, we hope, right? I, I, got, I firmly now we believe can demand representation. And it's right and it's now like, we know the power of what that looks and feels like. And it kind of leads to what I was saying, like For sure. not at not in a place of um, uh, dominance or superiority. Mm-hmm. But let us let us in the game and see what happens. You know what I mean? Let us direct and give us that much of a budget to create a movie about yeah. us and not just the stereotypical stuff and see what happens. So they see and this is just the beginning. In, in, well, in my opinion, I might be jumping out the nah. window on that. You know what um, I mean? But I just feel like when, when my son is taking hit, when I'm taking my grandkids to the movies, this ain't it's not going to be no That might be the that might be the standard. Yeah, at this that this, this be the norm. Right. It won't be like, oh, there's like, Jackie Robinson. Look at look at Jackie Robinson. No, it's like, oh, look at I don't know the first back first black basketball player, but look at oh whatever. Like, nah, this is no, I don't know the first black. I don't either. Exactly. Power to you, brother. Exactly. So and, and that's that's how I feel about this movie. It's it's a game changer. You know, I I too, 
So I was super excited. I ordered a dress online. <laughs> I was. I yeah, did. I, yeah. I went all out. And just when I started questioning myself about whether or not I should, a meme came on that I saw like off Facebook somewhere folding around and said, man, why are y'all worried about what you're wearing to Black Panther? Pull up in a zebra. Like, yeah. go all out. And I was do like, you yeah, do. I pressed send on the dress and was like, <laughs> get here. Right. But when I was explaining it to my students, because I, I, I live, I teach who I am, right? Yeah. So when I was excited about my dress, mm-hmm. I shared it with my students. Mm-hmm. And I, I served many African immigrant families. Mm. And many of them, many of my African students, I was bumping my little African music. So I, I listened to Papa Wembe. He's, he's passed away. He's Congo, from the Congo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of my, my favorite um, uh, African uh, artists. And I was listening to him and I was just in the classroom bumping and I do that as a way to create cultural responsivity, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, we do a lot of instrumental hip-hop. I'm a hip-hop head, so there's a lot of hip-hop every day. Mm-hmm. So every now and then I try to switch it up to make sure that the, my other cultures get to hear themselves and get to Word. hear the music that represent that's representative Very of their culture. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. So I was playing something and my, my girls who are, um, who are Tanzanian, Kenyan, and from the Congo, Congolese, they were like, um... Ms. Watson, like, we don't wanna we don't wanna hear this right now. Like, it's embarrassing. And I was like, wait, why mm-hmm. is listening to your authentic music embarrassing? Mm-hmm. So we had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But when we started talking about Black Panther, one of my students was like, Ms. Watson, why are you so excited? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this so important to you? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had to realize, I, I shared with her, I said, sweetheart, you come from the continent of Africa you can trace your history back. Mm-hmm. You brought your language with you. You know Kiswahili. You can speak your language from, from Tanzania. You, you understand your tribal cultural heritage, your tribe, where you're from. You can trace it all the way back to your great, 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 great. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I said, so for many black Americans, what Black Panther represented was almost permission. Mm-hmm. Because there, there sometimes seems to be a bit of a divide between your African uh, citizens and your Black Americans, no your African Americans here, or, right? Mm-hmm. There, there tends to be this, this, this disconnect or this discord, mm-hmm. right? And where a lot of Black Americans feel like, well, Africans just don't like me, and a lot of African folks might be feeling like, well, they're lazy. And I say that because we went when he and I traveled abroad. We went to uh, were we in London when we met Paul. Yeah, that was London. We were in London, and we met this Etrian, this guy from, um, he was Eritrean. Etrian, mm-hmm. and he was, he, but he said, I'm not even going to say where I'm from. I'm just going to say I'm from Ethiopia because it is the bigger country mm-hmm. of where I'm from. Right. And we were talking a little bit about that, and he was like, man, you black Americans, man, y'all, y'all's, y'all's on the wrong thing. He was like, y'all are so busy trying to, to prove where you're from. He was like, you just, he was like, from now on, you're from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. The United States of Africa. Just mm-hmm. be from there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you don't get it, Mr. Paul. Like, I want to know, like, where I'm from and where I hail from. And he was like, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. And that was a that was a, a unique perspective. And I don't take all of that. Stop, mm-hmm. Jews. I don't take all of that. But but one of the pieces that I, that I took with me was, man, one, they're looking at us very different in, a, in other countries. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Black Panther... For many people, yes, it is just a comic. We get that. Mm-hmm. It is just a comic. It's a Marvel comic series. But representation really matters. It does. It really matters. And there was something awe-inspiring about watching a, feel, a film 
with Lupita Nyong'o, who who is skin is as dark as mine, hair is as coarse as mine. Watching her be the love interest, be the be captivating mm. by this king. There was there's something that moves you spiritually. There was something mm-hmm. there that just you got to see. And for my students, I realized they didn't need that narrative. They already got it. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really great cultural. A conversation that we got to have with their black teacher who yeah. looks like them but mm-hmm. doesn't share the same identity or the same heritage mm-hmm. so what they did for me was when my dress came they each brought me something from their country for me to wear wow. on the red carpet mm-hmm. so I had a necklace from Tanzania I had a bracelet from the Congo I had a pair of earrings one pair of my earrings I had two earrings in one pair of earrings that were Kenyan mm-hmm. that so then when they got to see me on the red carpet, they were like, my teacher's wearing my country. She's, mm. she's wearing my, and it was one of my, my the necklace was, was somebody's grandmother's necklace. And mm. I was like, did your grandmother say it was okay? She called Tanzania where her grandmama's from mm. and asked, can my teacher wear the necklace that you gave me? Yeah. And, and it, it made me like mad emotional. It made me emotional, but then it gave them permission to like the film too. Mm-hmm. They understood why it meant so much to me, mm-hmm. um, and so then they could get into it on their own. Um, and, and I wanted to take them to go see it, and they had earned the field trip, but they were bad behaviorally for a sub, and the principal said no. So mm-hmm. now we got to wait for a wrinkle in time. Mm-hmm. I know, so sad, mm-hmm. so sad. I wasn't going to. I mean, I wouldn't went to see Black Panther with them, but I was going to the premiere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were going to see had, it later. She had tried to get you know, her students to do everything. And I was like, baby, you, 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 you don't know how to say no. I don't. You know, and then be, having, then be mad with me because I'm looking for stuff that's supposed to be at home. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, babe, what a toaster. I came in here one day and the blender was gone. No, you didn't. I said, bring it back. Was it the blender or what's up? You took it a major appliance. It was the can opener. Yeah, the good can opener. Whatever, the electric one. I was trying to make tuna fish at work for the kids. Mm. Anyway. That's your heart, though. I mean, you're you doing the Lord's work, you know? I feel like I'm just. The Lord I wish we could. Take <laughs> Shut up, baby. <laughs> I wish it could just be. He's like, nah. He not. Because it'd be spatulas. Like, I have a whole microwave and stuff there and a draining board with dishes. And and then I'll be going, I don't want the kid's parents to be mad at her. You know, she Mm. has students going home talking about, that ain't what Miss Watson said. Yeah, I did get the trouble. You you better not, that don't work at home, sir. One one year I had Your your house is not a democracy. Right. Like, you didn't. Right. <laughs> Democracy ain't working at the house. Miss <laughs> Watson said this is how we're supposed to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't go home and get a spanking. No, I, I just don't want I don't want a teacher to come up there and say, Let me talk to you for a minute. Oh, a parent. <laughs> a parent. They yeah. haven't so yeah. far. But yeah. but yeah, That's I try good. to be mad respectful. But yes, yeah. Black Panther man. Fantastic movie. <sighs> that was just it it was it was everything historic man. It was because it's so it's not going to be another. I mean, it, that's it. What I loved most was the way I can't. I don't know how other cities and states did it, but Portland, mm. this place where we are we are scattered from the north to the numbers. Mm-hmm. We came out. Oh yeah. We it was fun. It was not just the movie. It was the movie, mm-hmm. but it was also the 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 culture that that 
that was in the theater too. Mm-hmm. So I went with the black. We went with the Black History Festival Northwest, mm-hmm. um, an inaugural event here in the city, um, and they rented out the Division Theater. We went with them, and that was just, just even just that sitting next to you looking at somebody, you like, yo, like where you been? And you just, it was just all love, and that, man, that just felt that felt really great. Yeah. It felt like the village. Word. And 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 we, and when those feelings come, that's not a snap moment. Mm-hmm. It's not an IG story moment. It's a sit in it and enjoy it moment. No, it's it's historic, man. Like, yeah. We're, everybody is gonna remember where they was at when Black Panther came out. Yeah. Like every yeah. like this is a moment in time where it's just like. And I want to shout out. You know, I, I, it didn't mean that we my, didn't love Meteor Man from high school. He was all the way fit. That's my best friend from elementary school. Who is that? Yeah. His name is Ty Stewart. Oh, I remember Ty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I also want to shout out. You know, Meteor Man. That that was a big deal when Robert Townsend was was Meteor Man. See, remember, that was, that was and he would cool. touch the book, and it, and he could. He what could year did that come out? That came out like early nineties or late eighties. Okay, Google. When did Meteor Man come out? The Meteor Man was released globally on August 6, nineteen ninety three. 93. Okay, okay, so 93. So I, was, I was eight so years old. I didn't really believe, I, I remember seeing it. You know what I mean? But Guess it didn't, I? I don't remember a, a, a cultural impact. But once Ooh, again, I was eight. I remember, My son's age, so right? I don't know. They yeah. had the gold top. What was the golden lords? The gold lords? You know, I wasn't a huge meteor. Man oh, I fan. was. But I see also, I had a brother and he loved G.I. Joe. We loved the comics. Mm. We loved superheroes. Mm-hmm. So when he came out and Blank Man which was Damon Wayne. I like Blank Man. <laughs> but he was special needs. Right, he's special needs. I, I, I could deal with, like, yeah. I, I liked those. It was funny. It yeah. was, yeah. but not in, like, a laughing at special ed folks kind of way. But I don't know. Like, I, I felt like, and I loved Blade, even though he wasn't mm. really a superhero. He just didn't really like vampires. But <laughs> anyway, I, I just, I felt like the culture needed this right now. Yeah. Where we were, we needed it. We were we were in a, in a, in a time politically where, the leadership of our nation is not when we're, we're not vibing is is some real racist mm-hmm. stuff coming down from the top mm-hmm. and this ideology of what you said about not being able to fit your uniqueness your exceptionality seeming as a as a deficit to the community i felt like for that space and time like we were for the lunar eclipse mm-hmm. like wherever people were for that suspended amount of time mm-hmm. we were yeah. all watching yeah, we were. We were all mm. watching this eclipse happen. Yeah, yeah. That's a good parallel. Yeah, and so I just feel like for that suspended moment of time, we were all doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. in similar ways for the exact same reason, and it was beautiful. But unlike the lunar eclipse, Uh-oh. it impacted us in a way. In a way, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's changing lives out here. What you, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, right? I think it continues to impact us. I think yeah. what, it, what it has done is this... Uh, package difficult discussions for portability. When I say difficult discussions, yeah, I mean deep. no. I'm just telling the truth. That was real nice, though. Well, yes, but what I what I mean by that is mm-hmm. that movie had a lot of themes that we got to talk about, like Word. Killmonger, yeah. mm-hmm. whether or not he was real, really a villain. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really a villain. Now he was kind of us. Hey, can, could you not identify with Killmonger? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we reconcile that? The way the move. Oh wait, this might be a spoiler, but if you haven't seen no, it, it, hey, if okay. you haven't seen it at this point, yeah, we taking all black cards, yeah, blue cards, red cards, cards yeah, green yeah. cards, but like right. again, I don't know what that applies, but 
<laughs> I don't the know if idea. I can tell. Uh, yeah. I was just saying everybody, yeah. everybody car, everybody yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Don't, you know. Okay, carry on. Come on, dreamers. Let them keep dreaming. Okay. We dreaming. Boom. Martin Luther King had a dream. Get to it. He had a dream. Look, this movie is making us talk about difficult, this difficulty. Dip. It's making us examine the different methods that we approach this civil rights struggle with. Word. For example, the idea that we withheld technology and we we didn't share our gift with the rest of the world, which is what made us obscure. Mm. Like the fact that we we hid in the shadows. We we didn't want the world to know that we had vibranium because we were afraid that they were gonna come and take it from us. Mm -hmm. So we hoarded the the vibranium that we had when we could have used it to 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 to, to better society. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, two. It talked about the tribalism within the black community. Like, what was the the Barker? His name, the dog. Mbaku. Mbaku. Yeah. Mbaku. I appreciate how he showed up for mm -hmm. them, but it showed he wanted the king spot too. And his people lived in the mountains. They mm -hmm. were marginalized even within Wakanda. Mm -hmm. They were not invited to the tribal. No, everybody was invited. They just showed up they when just, they when they felt like showing up. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. everybody know, and so so, so they so so they knew it was going on. Okay. They just made an entrance when they felt like making an entrance. Oh. Because okay. they don't really fool with them. Period. You know what I mean? But that's 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 something that I feel like we got to talk about within our community. Like. Mm, okay. Okay. I love the idea of uh, Killmonger's dad. Mm -hmm. Getting killed by the king and mm -hmm. then getting covered up. Mm -hmm. um, and when Killmonger came to rightfully challenge for his spot, how the mom then was rooting against him, even though they didn't understand his story. Well, I think that's a natural reaction, though. You're yeah. going to root for your son and not for this dude that just showed up. Right. You know what I mean? But you didn't know your daddy had killed his dad. Mm -hmm. And then came back. And just said, just covered it up like nothing had ever happened. Mm -hmm. Some people believe that Jesse Jackson had a major, uh, a major role in the assassination of uh, Dr. King. Really, I hadn't heard that story. What? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! You probably also didn't know that Dr. King smoked cigarettes. You had heard that too. Uh, I felt like that. That doesn't surprise me for some reason. Mm -mm. Um, but. All I'm saying is what I what I feel like the movie is doing is it's gonna force us to confront some things in our community. Oh yeah. When we talk about when we talk about the movie. Yeah. You know? I think Ryan Coogler, the director, did a really good job of weaving in these like current things that are going on, uh, be, you know, between Africans and African Americans, and just putting it in that context of the the comic book movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't think all that stuff. I don't know. Do you know it was? Was Killmonger originally from Oakland in the in the comic? I don't think so. Okay, I don't, I don't think so. exactly. I, <laughs> I don't think but, so. But you know, you got a yo the the, the director is from Oakland, so he's gonna incorporate that and just mm. bring some modern day stuff yeah. to fit in, and it, it all fits and it all worked and it got us talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, it also got us talking about the soundtrack. Fire, 
fire. Yeah. But me, but me, what fire for? To, for, to each his own. Me and my wife was dialoguing about it, and my uh-huh. young cousin Carson, I got to make sure I shout him out. Yeah. He was the one that initially said, "Where was the diversity on the soundtrack?" Mm. And that he wanted more from Kendrick. He said, "How Kendrick gonna just give us the damn album, and then and then give us this?" Mm-hmm. Like, where was the depth? I know it was a Marvel comic superhero movie, mm-hmm. but it meant more to the culture than that, and we all knew it, and we sold it as such. Mm-hmm. We sold it as such to say, we got to make this movie do numbers for the culture. But what part of the movie doing numbers is for the culture? How does that help the culture? You don't, you don't see it? I see it in a certain way, but it promotes capitalism. No. Oh man. Oh man. He's ill. My School brother. Me, man. I, My I, brother. I, yeah. Oh, I had a conversation like this on Sunday evening. Yep. And when I hear us talk about us yeah. doing well and then want to point back to capitalism as a way, it's almost like a way to detract from the work that we've done oh okay you see what i'm saying okay so is there any more to that i mean what what part of promoting capitalism like is that so you're saying this movie could actually do more harm than good potentially no, okay no, I'm so what so what is what what is what is your view of the promoting capitalism from this movie like what is just, what is that we have to analyze it the way the, the the way we don't analyze anything else the fact that mm-hmm. we paid our phone bill to sprint that's capitalism, but we're not analyzing that in the same way we can. We hold each other to this un, impossible standard. Mm-hmm. It can't just be a movie we all enjoyed and it was dope. And this thirty-one-year-old director gets a, a, a ton of accolades that he deserves in yeah. a system and in a, in a machine that was set up to make money in the way that it's set up. We gotta not only detract from that, but now we gotta also analyze why they make it. Man, I just enjoyed the film. Exactly. I so, had a great job. Didn't like the soundtrack, but I'm also not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. I just right. don't believe he has a lot of yeah, if, you're not, if you're not a fan of him and he executively a, produced the album. I am a fan. Know. I just don't believe he was, I think he was too young to do this type of album. I think there should have been there should have been Outcast should have been on there. You could, you had to have some, I think it could have been done in Burroughs, like mm-hmm. I told E. Like, mm-hmm. I think it could have been a West Coast disc. It could have been the South disc. It could have been the East, maybe even the Midwest. I think we all well, I mean, there's had a lot an of... opportunity to... Yeah. And that could have had a much different sound. It was very futuristic, which I liked. And mm-hmm. there was a couple tracks in there that I bang and bump all mm-hmm. the time. But but there was also some homage that I would have wanted to pay to some folks who had been waiting for an opportunity to do an all-black film. Man, mm-hmm. yeah. lyrically... Man, no, they, I, feel they, you. I mean, there's, a, there's, and and that's the thing. Like, there's, there's always room. Nobody's ever gonna. We're all not gonna be happy about whatever. Well, I'm not saying I didn't wasn't that I wasn't happy. No, I, I thought a soundtrack. If you're not gonna put it in the film, well, then go crazy then. Right. If you're not gonna put it in the film, then go, exactly. go ham. I thought the restrictions to the album were because of the restrictions to the film. Like, typically the songs have to match their song. Don't they only mm-hmm. play like one song from? They played the weekends track. Mm-hmm. seasons or whatever from from the soundtrack and the movie there really mm-hmm. wasn't anything else so i thought oh then you had creative control you could have went ham yeah, you could have had all kind of 
including the stuff you did. I wouldn't say take away from it. I just mm-hmm. say add to it a bit. Yeah. I don't think we can. I don't think it's wrong to be a little bit critical of the movie though. Like we again, I went out and paid my money. Well, I would have paid my money. We we promote we. We saw them. We saw yeah. the movie. Yeah, we did pay. Somebody rented out a theater. That's pain. Mm-hmm. Y'all bought popcorn, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you yeah. Yeah, we bought popcorn. We bought outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of a lot of folks getting supported. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A lot, lot, a lot of people got supported, and mm-hmm. I, I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we we talk. We're talking about this movie right now. I'm talking about how big it is for the culture. It is. It is big for the culture. It's yeah. big for the culture because we can be critical of it. Mm-hmm. If it was like, I don't see how, like this movie to me is on the level with like Love Jones. On the level? What? It means as much for the culture. Nah. Uh, nah. I mean, to, to each his own. Yeah. I would say yeah. it's Love Jones. I say it's twenty five times surpassing Love Jones. Mm. But see, I don't think that you can enjoy a Black Panther without a Love Jones. I think you can. Really? Yeah. Not to see a Darius Love Hall fall in love with a Nina? Love Jones what? Love Jones is for the the ultra black in my it's just like you really black. Like you really in touch with you know what I mean? Like Maybe. that that era of blackness. But you can but you can watch Love Jones in twenty years from now and not be as moved. But I feel like you can watch this movie in twenty years and still be like, damn. That was amazing. Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. Just I don't know. Just That's because, be tough to, because, because Love Jones is like an African American experience. Wakanda is like What is that? Every the, the diaspora, those that are in Africa, everybody is represented. See, everybody I don't the whole exists in the world where I can't have both. So I'm No, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying we have to pick like there can be more than one great black movie. You know what I mean? No, there we don't <laughs> You know what I mean? No, so it's but like, I do feel like, man, Love Jones and like Love and Basketball, those were like films that like made black love okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Like so in order to have a a, a T'Challa and a Nakia and a and a I, I kind of just felt like I draw from those inferences a lot, like mm-hmm. loving back. I don't know if I, if I don't know if we realize how important those two films were to to to, to the culture. Mm. And I think that when we we um, we can have best man and we can have two can play that game and we can have these types of films. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily think that I think that anybody that is that is dedicated to cinema has seen those two films mm-hmm. and have seen other films like it and have used and drawn those inferences and in how we see dark-skinned black women i think that that i think it's okay to have both and so i don't necessarily think i don't want to be overly critical of the film because it is mm-hmm. just a comic it's it's marvel's way of of keeping us talking and engaging and i think that that's great and dope mm-hmm. what they did with it i think was very powerful mm-hmm. and so i don't want to I didn't analyze the Hulk. I didn't analyze <laughs> the Avengers. I didn't right. analyze the Batman. Yeah. I didn't. I do know that they were hella white. Yeah, but I did. We did. We, we, talked we didn't about analyze that. capitalism in the same way y'all analyzing this one. No, I got the So let's talk about the capitalism piece. I had a brother say the same thing to me, like I said, this weekend. And... Uh, it's it, to me that that capitalism piece only comes up when other brothers are making a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? We talk about somebody promoting capitalism 
when they making millions of dollars. So it, we, we talk about it when it's so far connected, so far disconnected from our experience, right? So we don't talk about promoting capitalism when we're buying our Jordans. We don't talk about promoting capitalism when we're going to the employee store here in Oregon because everybody wants to go to the employee store. Yeah. We don't talk about promoting capitalism when we go to work for a corporation that is a corporation and sees us as nothing. You know what I mean? Like we don't talk about promoting capitalism when we're supporting the basic things that we support on a daily basis or just the things that we need. We don't talk about capitalism, but then we we talk we tweet about capitalism from our iPhone. Oh yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh, so we oh, yeah. so every our whole world is built upon capitalism. So it's like to to criticize it when it comes to black people, but not criticize it when it comes to or not black but successful endeavors that we do, but yeah. not just our own everyday endeavors. Yeah. Uh, to me that's that's problematic. And I you know, I mean I don't, I don't think that helps. I don't think that helps anything. You know, maybe it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't. I, you know, I simply believe, and, and now you can poll my friends. Word. You can poll my friends the circles that I've been in mm-hmm. over the last five years and ask how many times I've brought up capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say promoting capitalism, I don't, I, promote might have been the wrong word to mm-hmm. choose, but this was an exercise in is what I'm saying. It's it's in vogue now to have people of color in film. Like this didn't start a trend. Let's not forget we just had the Best Man Holiday a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and there was a whole backlash in white America. Like, oh man, how could this do so well? You know, it, it was a film about black love. Mm-hmm. Like to say that we don't support each other. We've been supporting each other. Mm-hmm. When I say capitalism, I say capitalism is how you can have one artist dominate the soundtrack. I'm saying we promote the we all went to see the movie because it was an all black cast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No, no. I think we I I think we were gonna go see it regardless. But I think that that ended up being a greater draw. We've, we've seen, and the reason I know I can say that is because I've seen all the Marvel ones before that. Yep. <laughs> so if I had not seen any of the other Marvel films, then you're right. There would be a gamble for me to say, you I may not see go all see all of them over the weekend? Yes, I did. And we enjoy them a lot. Like, yeah, I love If you're a Marvel Ant-Man. head, you're going to see it. If you're yeah. a Star Wars head, you're going to see it. I'm not a Star we're Wars Yeah, but I'm just saying, whatever whatever you are, you're going to see it. So regardless. the If you're a Fast I, and Furious head, you're going to see it. Yeah. And even if I don't always go see them opening weekend, I definitely see them within the, the, the month they've been released. Like, within the week, I'm going to see them. So, yes, I, I, I would venture to say whether there was a black cast in Black Panther, I was going to see it. I wouldn't have dressed up. <laughs> but because, and I don't even think they knew. Ryan Coogler just posted this article, this letter, mm-hmm. where he was like, I had, we had no way of knowing because when Nate Parker did Birth of a Nation, he had no way of knowing that movie was going to flop because of his personal history that comes out in the midst of the same level of scrutiny and level of analysis that we give and only apply to black films. Mm-hmm. This man tells a story. And I'm not saying that he deserved to tell the story. I'm not saying that what happened in Philadelphia, that he didn't deserve what took place in 2017. I ain't saying none of that. But I am saying the same we apply a higher level of scrutiny to our films. And that, to me, is the same 
I don't want to call it crabs in a barrel mentality, but it feels like, man, damn, we just can't enjoy a, a black film with black artistry and black excellence and let it just be that. Just let it, it has be to a ascribe all this other stuff to mm-hmm. it. Like we, we gotta be Capitalism. Like it's, and so to me, it's almost like reverse racism. Like we already have to be twice as better when we go to work. What our parents tell us, you gotta be. You gotta twice be twice as, as better, mm-hmm. T- twice as good. You know what I mean, and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, even when we put on our own stuff, we gotta be twice as better. We gotta, yeah. we can't describe capitalism. We can't, you know, we, we we can't show. I had somebody say, "Well, it was, you know, it kind of pro- promoted black on black violence." And oh, one scene, I was like, "Man, it's gracious. I was like, we "It's a Marvel had, movie." We would have had something to say if there were light skinned women. Hey, exactly. Had, they had long but hair, wait, not short hair. Why can't you be critical? Lower. Nobody because you can you can be critical, but or. but if you're if you're nitpicking at something that doesn't, all you're doing is you're you're hurting you're hurting yourself. Like you you know what I mean? Just like, enjoy. We all why, why would you why, why would you why would you inflict pain on yourself? How much negativity did I say about the movie? Not you. Not but, you. But, 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 I'm just but saying. We're talking right now in the midst of this mm-hmm. this podcast. Mm-hmm. The one comment that I made that was remotely negative. Is the comment that we honed in on? No, we just started talking about this for the past five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned capitalism. Yeah, and then you said it, and I, I, I was going to hop on. And then she started talking about something else, and, and we I had, just we I, had to come and then, back to and it. And we had to come back to we it. We got to come back to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We got to come back. To because it. It, just, and I jumped on it because it, it wasn't the first time I heard it, so I'm just like, let me address it. In this climate, in this culture, what I appreciated was my ability to check out and to go into or be delivered into complete and utter. Black excellence mm. unapologetically mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. Yes, I was in a utopia. Yes, I left the theater and was rudely awakened by white snow and white people. <laughs> but for two hours and fifteen minutes, yeah, I was, I was moved and I laughed and I cried and I was excited and yeah. felt like I could get out there and fight myself and then I couldn't. Yep. So yeah. I, that's for me. What I, I am woke enough to know that I can blink sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's all right. And yeah. that's that. That's okay. The same way we sit and watch love and hip hop. Sometimes you need your brain cells. And sometimes you need to check out. And when, however Word. you do that, if it's Jordans for you, fine. It's not for me. I refuse to spend money on them. I don't want the one pair I did buy. I gave away because I just cannot do it. Mm-hmm. But that I can do. Mm-hmm. That I can do and that I want to do and I need to do that more often. I hear about there's this wellness retreat for uh, black women to go to to get away from um, whiteness and white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And you literally have to be a, a woman of color and, and go to this retreat. And it, and it talks about that stress living in your bones, what it means for us as black people to walk out of our door every day. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I mean this door. Mm-hmm. My, my landlord is Romanian. Mm-hmm. And she has built up in her mind, her people have built up in her mind through the media and other things that they hear in their country about black people. Mm-hmm. She has said to me specifically, Nicole, what, you know, you are like the nicest black person I've ever met. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. That means I can't ever have an off day. Mm-hmm. I can't ever wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a lot of pressure. So for, for, for two hours, I got to be amongst family, fictive kinships. Mm-hmm. And and cutties and and bros and sis and queens and king. I'll take that any day. Capitalism support, or not, I supported I don't the care. whole thing. Going, knowing that that's didn't. what it was. Absolutely, like, I don't think we're saying you didn't, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just think um, 
sometimes I think that when we talk, when we have racial discussions or discussions about race and class and gender, mm-hmm. sometimes I think we leave out the impact of capitalism, specifically crony capitalism. Maybe the brand that we subscribe to here, mm-hmm. you know, crony capitalism is predicated on winners and losers. Mm-hmm. When you say, "Why can't we just have a win?" Because that means somebody, it was for us to get a win. How many had to lose? I don't see. I, I don't care else about, about that. I don't care about that per fully. Mm-hmm. But if I'm really thinking about sy- systemically. Are we going to change anything if we just change who's in power? But why did that have to be the discussion at this film? It, That's all I'm saying. It it doesn't fully have to be the discussion. But it's coming this up. Film. But it's but coming, coming up. up. It's, it's coming up because it, because people are saying that the film you said tonight this is a monumental film. It is mm-hmm. it's doing things for the culture. Well, mm-hmm. What is it doing? Mm-hmm. Did it just was Empowering. it just was it just giving us a space? It is empowering us. It's empowering, and when you when you have that vision in your mind, when you have that representation in your mind, you see that possibility. A lot of people, you you become what you think you can be. Mm-hmm. When people don't, when people live in certain environments and all they see is violence, drugs, murder, they don't think that they're going to become anything greater than that because they, they don't. They can't even imagine it because they haven't been exposed to it. A lot of people. Once you get exposed to certain things, and your mind, your possibilities in your mind open up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh wow." Well, I think that I, I think what Izel brings up too is the reason he and I coexist so so beautifully together is we we both have to be diligent at holding multiple perspectives. Word. I'm gonna always come through it. To I'm gonna approach anything from a practitioner lens. Mm-hmm. Mine is always about finding the teaching moment, mm-hmm. right? And so me looking at Black Panther wasn't to analyze the the structure in and of itself. Like, I don't analyze the structure of education when I'm in the classroom. Mm-hmm. My job in that moment is to teach you, to prepare you, to, to, to help you find the tools to be successful in and outside of my classroom. Mm-hmm. I literally teach my students, when you leave room 211, you are at war. You're at war with the rules that are set. You are at, ru- at war with the people who are in power. You are at, at war with your body telling you to do something that is going to be contradictory to what you know the rules permit. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of war mm-hmm. for an 11-year-old. But I have to teach you to coexist within that so that you know how to navigate. Mm. So his ideology or his perspective is, let me attack the system. Let me look at the system, the system from a top-down perspective. I'm looking at it bottom-up. Mm-hmm. Our perspectives are going to always be different mm-hmm. because we approach the war from a different, through a different tactical gear. Mm-hmm. My tactical gear is boots on the ground. His is in the helicopter up top. Word. Both are necessary. Yeah. Both are very essential. One may not always understand the other's perspective because we have different vantage points. Mm-hmm. But both are very essential to the war. I think no that's doubt. how we put a period where a comma would be. Mm-hmm. You asked her a question. Nope. Oh, yeah, it's time to go. He <laughs> <laughs> got some editing to do. <laughs> no, you good. Okay. Go ahead. What you got? You, you asked her a question about what, what does she want to impart on kids? Like, what's the most important thing? Yeah. What I, what I love to leave students that I impact with is to think critically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To not just accept something because somebody else told you. I want you to hear it, read it, experience it, but then I want you to think about it. Because mm-hmm. 
I believe what my grandma would tell me. Nobody's running a monopoly in the sense department. Mm-hmm. We love grandma. I do. I love grandma. I love grandma. So this like, was grandma merchant. This was grandma merchant. Yeah, she's, grandma she's merchant. Moved she's on to moved glory. But yeah, I, I, that's what I just so I just think about stuff critically. Black Panther was an awesome movie. I've been at work. Yeah. Uh, my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if, we, if we get in a meeting, if it's enough black people, I might start barking if somebody says something that's just wrong. Like it, I don't it, see color. <laughs> Let a black man in the public office start barking. Oh uh, man, it's a wrap. That's listen, when, that's when keeping it real goes wrong, right there, my brother. We got the planet. We got the planet. I need ten. I need ten people at every on every corner of the room. Oh man, to validate that I am mm-hmm. not dangerous. Oh my god, start barking if you want to. Uh oh, you're not on the podcast. He heard barking. Get that. Oh, he showed. He it. did. Oh yeah, come here, buddy. Come on. Well, I appreciate y'all and all yeah. that you brought to the table in this discussion, man. Thank and you so much. Nikki, keep doing the great things that you're doing. Thank Everybody, you. if y'all if y'all still listening two hours in, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, huh? No, we're not live, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? But uh, Black Voices PDX, what's, what's the forum called? It's called Black Voices Candidates Forum. Black Voices Candidates Forum. Um, okay. And we started a Facebook page. It's just uh, facebook.com slash... Black Voices PDX. That's the same as on IG and Twitter. Work. Um, email is just blackvoicespdx at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for organizations to partner. That doesn't mean we need any money. We just need more black voices on deck Work. to pass out the form and yeah. to get people there. Um, we want to make sure this is by us, for us. Mm. Um, and we want these candidates to know that we have political power and that we're asking some really pointed questions about ways in which they're going to impact the black community specifically. Come out and be informed. Come through. Absolutely. Come out and be informed. You know, black people, we 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 judge a lot based on human interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so come out and check out personalities. Some of us come and just check people out and see who I get the best vibes from. Exactly. Word. Yeah. And this is your yeah. space. This is your space. We would love to have you. All are mm-hmm. welcome. Yep. So come um, through Maranatha Church. Yeah. March 24th. Starting at 10 o'clock. Yep. It's going down. Thank you for trusting me with your babies. Man. I appreciate it. It's a great honor. So, y'all, this is, once again, the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. So, whether or not you think that Black Panther is pandering to capitalism or not, that is welcome at the Socks and Sandals podcast, y'all. You know what I mean? I wish I could say what I wanted to say on your podcast. Hey, I'm about to to cut off the recording because I I ain't coming back. I I ain't coming back. Peace out, good people. Thank you so much, Emmanuel, for what you're doing for the culture. We appreciate you, brother. I'm going to keep going. I appreciate y'all for riding with me. Appreciate y'all. man. Peace out, y'all. Rest in peace. Truest me, my truest speech, true and deep from the loosest leaves of my loose leaf. My flaws and all, see, I'm fragile, but by grace I am choosing peace over losing sleep. And I must say, these sandals fit quite nicely over these cool leaves. Nike sacks, broken stacks. Oh, what a faux pas. Unmasked, unabashed, unashamed. Uh, hear the voice set up unacclaimed. Yeah, hear the voice set up unacclaimed.